whenever you're ready. There we go. <laughs> hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! actually hearing that for real last night yeah uh, that was that was awesome um i don't know did you guys catch any of the game i didn't get to watch any of the game i had to keep looking through to get as many highlights as i could just couldn't figure out how to get it out here it well it was on the njd.tv yeah i was site. having problems with it were you yeah. um the montreal game you couldn't get uh for some reason we weren't able to to see that were you able to get that game in lithuania tone or any of them i just saw the highlights but i probably could have got it on that app i sent you for the uh that you saw the football one on it's probably on there most likely yeah i know that i don't think i know that the montreal game i think was only being um uh uh shown on uh, i guess tsn or whatever some canadian the canadian market like we didn't have it at all um but i did well, watch I saw some people posting their double monitors had both games on it's pretty oh, jealous really? of that yeah yeah i wasn't I able know, to I do know that what they did to pull that off that's great i'll McLeod tell you though good yesterday didn't he who did mcleod looked good yesterday oh, i i he was on the um yeah he was at the the philly game i that was the one i watched most of um i my computer started dying, so I was like, you know, and I was like half asleep, so I just turned it off. But holy shit, six nothing. I mean, and that game was, I think, like the five five or six minutes in was four four nothing already. Yeah, four I nothing. mean, they were just. I mean, we can go over some of the numbers on this split squad. I'm so excited for Thursday night though against the Rangers. So um, it's seven o'clock game, right? I think that it is, is seven. Yes, it is. So we had game one, Montreal. Uh, New Jersey four, Montreal two. Um, Jack had a, a huge night, you know, one goal, two assists, three points, five shots on goal. This kid, uh, Gambardella, that we were talking about, that was mixed up with the forwards and the defensemen on the different squads. He had a goal. Dawson Mercer with a goal and three shots on goal. Simone Nemec scores um, with three shots. Well, that was the other game. Yeah. Uh, there's the Montreal game. The Graham Clark had five shots on goal, too. He didn't score in that Montreal game, but five shots. Um, and as of our four goaltenders so far, Akira Schmidt has the worst numbers with with a save percentage of eight, 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 nine. He had he had two goals against. Right. And uh, 18, 16 saves on 18 shots. And he had an assist. So I think that kind of works itself out. Kincaid came in seven saves, seven assists. He got injured. right? Uh, seven saves, Kincaid, seven shots. Kincaid's hurt. Did yeah. he get hurt? He got fucking hurt. Well, what's yeah, the... Schmidt had to come back in for the third. I was wondering why he only had seven seven shots on him. I thought either they locked yeah. it down big time or he only had a little bit of time. So what did he come in halfway through the second? Halfway through I the third. The third, yeah. No, no, I mean Kincaid. What, he started what did, the third. He started the third. Yeah, Kira got and the he, first two periods, and then he only played for, you know, like, whatever, a few minutes, half the period, whatever it was. He got steamrolled, and then they had to bring Schmidt back in. And then the other game against Philly, I mean, that was just That's a freaking just... route. 
I mean, we'll go over some of these numbers. And they were all our guys. Like, everyone yeah, that, like, the they thing. were our boys that showed up, right? Holla, goal and assist, two points. Timo, a goal assist, four shots on goal. Alex Holtz, really nice goal from Brat. Um, and Brad had a, three assists. Uh, Tays Thompson, a goal. Andre Pallotta, a goal with three shots. Michael McLeod, a goal. Nico Heischer, six shots on goal and the assist. Um, Vanacek, 11 for 11. And Eric Algren, 10 for 10. Uh, with the six nothing shutout, but man, that was so much fun to see. Um, I was, uh, like I said, I got to see a little bit of Algren in there. Um, he looked all right. All our goaltending looked all right. Uh, but any takeaways from just, you know, just a small, very small sample size, two split season, uh, split squad games yesterday. What do you guys, there's a, there's a ton of takeaways from this. Like Go you ahead. said, first of all, I mean, Everything we wanted to happen probably happened for the most part, you know, with the exception of an injury, just seeing the, the people that stepped up, the people that scored, um, all those names that you want to hear. I mean, I would have, you know, maybe liked to see Toffoli, but, you know, you can't, you can't win them all, right? And uh, just every storyline between, you know, Mikey McLeod's hands just staying through from last year, our big guys coming through and scoring. What I like is that it's preseason game number, you know, 1A and 1B, but I don't care. Like, this is now a championship team. This is what I want to see in the preseason. I want them to come out. I want them to dominate or play their best game. I don't want any of this. You know, we're warming up. Let's see what we can do. Um, yeah, should, should, put, put the league they, on notice and just keep keep going. What they did, they should. That's what they should do. Just go and steamroll people. You know. How about you, Tone? What's your takeaway? Unfortunately, I just saw the highlights because it was I, I did sleep last night. But uh, no, I mean the highlights look great. I mean it was like. I actually couldn't believe that they scored four goals in that. What was the time? Like like six minutes, five yeah, or six minutes. Yeah, ridiculous time. It was crazy. I'm like, holy shit, another one, yeah. another one. But I do have one complaint about the broadcast, but I'll get to that in a minute. But go ahead. I think the thing is I was kind of – what makes me happy is for all the podcasts, I guess, and all the Devil's Podcasts and everybody else because we have something to fucking talk about because, you know, it's not just about a chart or – this is what everybody's been stuck with. Now we got some hockey to talk about. Um, yeah, and I mean – Jack Hughes already, you know, you're watching the highlights. You just get so excited for opening night, which, Bobby, you're going to be there. Of course. Um, you know, so Bobby will be the sticker guy, everybody. If you want a you sticker, know, find Bobby. Find the, find the fucker. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know who impressed me the most? I, like I said, I only saw the one game a little bit, and, and not even all of it. So, uh, Brat. Brat impressed me the most. He was all over the place, and he was dishing pucks left and right. The first two goals, I think, were Palat and Holtz, and he assisted on both of them with beautiful assists. Um, Palat's goal, that's that was for me, that was a huge takeaway. Did Nemitz have a goal Palat. last night? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Crazy yep. bounce off the board. Oh, so, yeah. Nemitz oh, had yeah, a goal. The crazy, yeah, that crazy yeah. bounce from behind. And, the, you know, the, the younger guys that you want to see, like we said, Nemitz with a goal, Graham Clark with five shots on goal. That's huge. Um, and Alex Holtz looking like he belonged. Uh, he was skating his ass off. He looked like he belonged on this team. So that's encouraging. And the other encouraging was all four of our goaltenders. I mean, I know that it's preseason, but this is exactly what you want to see. Dominate. You know, you don't want to go into preseason and you pick up bad habits and things rolling into the regular season. Next thing you know, you're 15 games in and you're just starting to kind of get traction. No, that's you want to be able to just house people in the preseason and roll into the regular season and just keep on doing it because we said it a million times, 
a good start is imperative to this team's success this year. To any team the, in the NHL. It's in the team's head, too. They have come out and said it. We had a great start last year, and it translated to the regular season. So in their minds, they're just trying to follow that same blueprint. Not that you couldn't overcome it if you didn't, but it makes it that much easier if they come out of this thing, regardless of the record, just playing the way they know they can play, propelling you into the regular season. It's going to do everything for their confidence. I mean, it really was so awesome to see like our guys actually out there. No more prospect tournaments and 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 shit like that. And the people you never hear of. No, these were our dudes, and they all friggin' performed. And, and the excitement of- is what got me because, like I said, I couldn't watch it live, but I was constantly like on Twitter and social media just looking for the highlights. Like I would see that they scored, but then they wouldn't put the video up for like a couple minutes. And I'm basically going crazy too because I'm looking at two games at the same time. But the way all the analysts and reporters were describing the things that our guys were doing, which is why they're reporters and analysts, right? They got the real gift to mention, you know, to describe it. But it was just fantastic to read the excitement level from everybody and the way Jack kind of cut through the crowd and made that silky little pass. Like it wasn't just, you know, Jack to Brat. It was, it was at Mercer. Yeah. Jack and Brat weren't even on the same team. Yeah, Mercer. Um, but it was silky. You know what I mean? It was nasty. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very long pass. <laughs> fucking assist from Montreal to New Jersey. It was, uh, it was fun. I do have one major complaint over there. Cause I was watching it on NJD TV or whatever. Right. So after every goal, they would fucking the game would start and they would plop the you know profile of the goal scorer up on screen so it would be like Andre Pilat and they'd keep it there for like 30 seconds uh, while the game's going well, you can't on see so the I action hear the it. fucking game <laughs> but i can't see it i'm staring at a picture of Andre Pilat and the way they were scoring especially in the, you know the first period i'm like i i'm going to miss like five goals in this matter of like 40 seconds that they, right. and they did it after every goal and it was really pissing me off like and they, and you know that like Lachlan or who and whoever else was calling the game, they didn't know it was even up there because they just kept calling the game, you know. So whoever was in the production truck just threw it up there. I know it's preseason, but that annoyed the shit out of me, right. you know. Most people are not tuning in the preseason that have never you know heard of the Devils before or want to get to know who these players are. You know, we know who they are. Yeah. Just show the game. And me and Chris are looking forward to hockey season very much because our football season has been. It's kind of like how you guys were with baseball right after, you know, April, I guess. You know, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, Yeah. I mean, look, me and Eric Holland need to get together and have a beer and commiserate over the Minnesota Vikings because I I know he's a big fan. It was brutal on Sunday, man. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, I know you know a lot more about football than me, but I'm just going to say three words to you. Clock the ball. Just fucking clock it and take your time and don't rush up for the game-winning fourth down uh, play with no time left. It, it just uh, – and you and your Raiders just – Raiders yeah, need to get rid so of McDaniels, hot. man. They need to get – I mean, Hunter Renfro, again, nothing. I mean, we have – you know, I just don't get it. Garoppolo, I, I, he's, he's in uh, concussion protocol. So I'm hoping that they actually put in uh, – Aiden in there, you know, give a little put the backup in, man, because dude, Rob oh, cars the out too. Yeah, See that? you know, I was yeah. glad though that he didn't get like I really thought because they thought Car was pretty fucked up. Like they said he couldn't now, really. Yeah, what what is the uh, I prognosis? Think just, I think he just has a sprain in his shoulder, but they thought it was worse than that at first because they took him to the hospital. Um, but yeah, so he's going to be out week to week. Is what they're saying with Car. But the Raiders, I'll you know, with you. Garoppolo, man, I don't know, dude. Are you a Garoppolo guy? I mean. I mean, he wins, but sometimes I also I think that Garoppolo and guys like Brock Purdy are a um, 
you know, they they benefit from the system in San Francisco. I mean, I know that we don't want to get too in the weeds on football, but uh, they, they, they do benefit from that because the way that um, that team is made and the way that they, they have playmakers all over. So as long as you stay within the system and you get the ball to those guys, you're going to be successful. So do I think Jimmy Garoppolo can throw a team on his back and, you know, take them far? I don't know. I just yeah. don't know. We haven't seen enough between him not know. being. Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think I think that there might be something there uh, where I think a guy like Derek Carr can do that. But the problem with Carr is he also can't settle down sometimes. He's way, you know, it's it's all go all the time and he makes mistakes. Um, and I think Garoppolo, I think Garoppolo's all right. I like Garoppolo. And uh, like I said, now I like time, though, I just how I are you going to do outside of that San Francisco system? And yeah. Josh McDaniels has not proven to be a good coach. But there were a couple of things on Sunday that blew my mind, like the motherfucking Dolphins scoring 70. Jesus. Now, on, here's a question for you. Do you go for the do you go for those points? No, I think what they needed uh, two points to set the record for highest points scored, right? Oh, is that right? Okay, I didn't. And from I, what I, I was, from what I heard, and like I said, I could be incorrect. That they had the ball, they could have scored, but they just didn't do it. If I, I mean, record, at that I point, go for it though. If it's a record, I go for it. Not to humiliate. I, you know, then again, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I just say, "Well, we score seventy-two next week." You know, at this point, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but, you but know, if why you have not? like, I can uh, see if it's like fifty to seven, you're like, "Okay, I'm not going to run up the score." But if they say to you one more point and you're setting a record, ah, it's kind of like yeah. you know what. I get it. I mean, uh, yeah, it's always nice to get that record, but at the same time, you don't want to keep on piling on. A win's a win, and they made Denver look stupid, and I like that. They made That's Denver the nice look stupid. That's thing about being a Raider I, fan. You don't ever have to worry about that. And even the, even the, <laughs> even the, the Vikings, they, I mean, we hate Sean Payton, you know, from when yeah. he was uh, coaching uh, New Orleans. But So that was nice to see. That was shocking to me. The other thing this week that was shocking was Arizona beating Dallas. Like, where yeah. the hell did that come from? Dallas looked like world beaters the first two weeks. And they shit the bed against uh, what the hell's the quarterback's name? Exactly, right? Uh, Josh Dobbs, <laughs> right? Is that him? Joshua Dobbs is they, your quarterback. So I mean, yeah. So football is. I, and when like after I haven't even put the NFL Network on. I haven't listened to anything. No. I was so disgusted after last week. I, I had was trouble like, putting his hat on. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I like, uh, so that was rough. Um, but. All in all, no matter what the Raiders do, what the Vikings do, whatever football team you fucking root for, Bobby, doesn't matter because the Devils looked so fucking good yesterday. <laughs> all around. I mean, it was awesome to freaking see. I am so psyched about it. So, and what Bobby other news? Bobby brought something up early about yeah. the Devils. Bobby, do you want to mention old Corey retiring? Yeah, Corey Snyder calling it a day. He's packing it up, he's retiring. Um, you know, we talked about this on the show. Maybe we got some mixed opinions on, on how good he was, but I'm one of the people who honestly believes that, boy, he had a hell of a job to step into after Brodeur. And I think one of the shows I mentioned, his stats, he backed it up the first few years before he got hurt. He was an elite goaltender in this league. And we were all excited when he got there, right? You had to be excited at first. I wasn't excited the way he got there because Brodeur was still here. So it, it was weird to me that yeah. draft day when they announced it. I, I was like, it just didn't feel right to me, but knowing that we had him as a successor, um, I was well, you know, into what he can do. Cause I was all in the fantasy back then. I knew his stats inside and out. And the guy really did do for us what he was said he can do. Um, it's just unfortunate that he got hurt and then we sucked for a decade, but he deserves his due. He was a great goaltender in this league for a while. So he finally hung it up, huh? Yeah. He's retiring. 
Uh, you know, I, I wasn't as big of a fan of Corey Schneider as you were. I, I, like you said, the time when he played well, he played very well. But, you know, after the injury, just whatever wasn't right with his head, he couldn't get it back. Um, you know, and you look I at I was surprised player. he stuck along. As, as I'm surprised he stuck around as long as he did, going up and down, you know, with the Islanders and everything. Lou loved him, you know. Yeah. And if you're a Lou guy, uh, you know, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. So. It's also got to be hard. You, you're mid-30s and people are telling you, you you can't do shit anymore or your body's telling you. Like, I mean, you look at our age. Obviously, we're not athletes. <laughs> Very obvious there, it but I mean crazy, to, right? to to think at thirty five, people are saying you're you're you know you're kind of done, and I don't know if people were saying it. He probably also knew his own skill set, but that's got to be hard to to grapple with. I mean, know, it, really you look. I hate to go back to football, but like you, if you're a, a you know a linebacker or someone, you're twenty nine. It's like oh, this guy's on the downward yeah. swing. He's a cornerback. He's twenty nine. You know how many years does he have? Like you're twenty nine. Like baseball's you know, got like that too. Actually, now. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, these these people who make it to this level, for the most part, are the ones that, you know, start very – like, before you can walk, you're on skates kind of thing. Not everybody. They're kids who start late and can blossom real quick. But you're talking about something you do, like, every day, your whole life, for a very long time, and then it's just like, it's over. Yeah. Well, like, you, you know, you're not going to be like Steven Stamkos pl- going to play in a men's league <laughs> after this. Like, you're just going to dominate. It's just weird. What do you think is going to happen with Steven Stamkos in Tampa? Yeah, I mean, I think he'll stay there. I don't know. I just, I think he's like a. He has to stay there. He has right? to like, stay Tampa there. can't get rid of Steven Stamkos. I tell well, you. And again, we got rid of Brodor, so you never we, know. We've met Steven Stamkos several times. He's the nut dude. That guy is so nice. Like he is just the nice guy. The town loves him. The city loves I mean, him. The city just loves Stamkos. It's you know, I just it's a shame that it gets to this. But now this is just the way it goes. No matter how but, much you love a player, they get assaulted a little bit, and then they come out and say it usually. And it seems to be the way it goes with everybody now. Yeah, well, it's always been that way. No yeah. matter what, the business side always does catch up to it. Yeah. And, you know, it comes a time where you no matter how great you've been for whatever organization you play for, there just comes a time where an ownership has to and GMs have to look at it and say, you know, it's time to cut the cord. We can't give you what you want, you know. I think and Jeter guy, even happened with, didn't I? I think Jeter even had that going on, which is like, you know. I mean, when when the Devils can move on, move off of Brodeur, you know, the, the guy – not just the greatest goalie that the Devils ever had, but very well, argument, you know, arguably the greatest goalie in the history of the NHL. Um, and you can walk away from him. It's just that's the business. You know, it just does come a time where, you know, Stamkos wanted, a, I guess, an extension before the season started. Tampa told him that they weren't going to give him the extension. And now he's got a, a, a bit of a hard on about it. So I don't know how that's going to play out. See, there's the ego side of sports, too. And I don't mean that in a bad way. But when you are a professional athlete, especially an elite one like that, you know, there's going to be a time when your skills do you know start to diminish. And you kind of owe it to be able to see that, too, and maybe take a contract more reflective of that. It's like I know me in my career, you know, experiences everything, right? So every year you want your little merit increase or you want whatever, and you, you think you're going up and up and up. Whereas an athlete, the reality is sometimes if you want to stick around, you got to take less to do that. Yeah. It just fits with your performance. But when you're on the top of the world like that, that's also got to be a very difficult thing. And you got your, you know, your agent telling you what they want to do because their job is to what? Get you the yeah, most money, uh, you know, period. Yeah. So uh, another weird dynamic just to be an athlete. It, but, there, you know, it, it is, especially in a uh, league like the NFL or the NHL, which are salary cap leagues, you know, there are, you you know, taking that 
hometown discount, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's just, it helps everything involved. Like if you're a guy coming in, like, I mean, I get it. Austin Matthews has got this huge contract. What's he at? 13, 14 million a year. It's not like the NFL that has a, you know, $200 million cap. I know it's not that high, but my point is, um, you know, it's really hard to build a team out around a winning team around a guy when they're making that much money and that cap's not going up. So, you know, even that, like if you're like, you know, constantly, what do they talk about when it comes to Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, that their contracts, like the national media goes on, they have the best contracts in the NHL. And they also signed those contracts before they blossomed into what they were going to be. So both parties knew what they were doing. Like they all, they knew they oh. wanted to get better. Jack wants to be the best player possible. But at the time, he's like, that's a reasonable deal. And right. he's going to get a second contract, and so is Nico. I mean, if well, somebody offered paid, you yeah. – if you're 19 years old and you have somebody offering you $64 million, you're going to take it. I mean, you're absolutely going to take it. And Jack was not in the position to turn that money down. He really right. wasn't. It's not like he could have been like – You can't say, I'm going to be a $13 million player right. – Right. Four years from now, you got to take you know what you are with some projection, of course. But Tom Fitzgerald fucking knew he was going to do that. Like Tom knew, I, absolutely. Like, Tom probably walked away from that, going, "I can't believe I just locked this kid up for eight years at eight million dollars." Yeah. Like he must have just been ear to ear grin. You got to be able to see. You got to really be a talent talent evaluator because <laughs> based on what you got to really Hughes be Italian. Done. You got to be <laughs> Italian <laughs> to notice. Based shit, on right? what Hughes did the I year before, you in meatballs. he didn't I'm get sorry, eight God. million. He doesn't deserve eight million from that year before. So you really, oh no, he, no. GM also has to know maybe a year or two of this he's overpaid in order to get to where it's going to be. But in the end, um, I commend all the athletes that understand and take a reasonable deal. I think they all deserve to make as much money as they can. Absolutely. But when you got your superstars multiple like on the devils with reasonable contracts and then saying things at the end of the year like sign the deal you know and now you got this group of guys right that are all right around the same amount of money there's no huge ego trip there they're all in that seven eight million you know nine it's close enough right um and they just all come together to try to win this is great it's it's you know really the devils are one of the best teams to look at to actually make the point that you're trying to make because or that you did make if he sure is getting 10 right and and Jack's getting 11 and Brat's getting nine, 10. Well, we don't have Meyer there's and no we don't Meyer. have Toffoli and we don't, you know, there's a lot of dudes that we don't, we're not able to stick around. We don't have Palat. You know, the fact that that's how you build the team. It's, it really is. We've said it before. It's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the offensive uh, I mean, capability of this team. Let's Even when say, I watch the highlights of the team and stuff, I like, you know, he was watching the highlights yesterday. Like, wow, we have so many pieces on this team. Like, just yeah. say, let's we'll say we have to make moves, right? Um, in the next year sometime. We really are. Like, we have some great assets on that team, man. You got really yeah. – just uh, like Tyce Thompson yesterday even. You know? Yeah. You forget nice about all these ball. guys because there's all these kids and there's just so many of them where before, back like 10, 10 years ago maybe, 15 years ago, we were like, oh, anybody you kind of knew, anybody had talent, you threw them out there. Like, okay, we got this guy or this guy. Now you have so many of them, you forget. Like, we always, like Marino, I always say, like, I, I know he's on the team, but whenever I talk about the big key players, I leave his name out somehow. But just just by, there's just so many of these dudes. It's right. not that I don't appreciate him. He's a great player. I have, I have a question for you guys. Um, when we did the projected lines back in the summertime, you know, and I, I was the only one that had ball playing with Hamilton. Everyone else had Siegenthaler with Hamilton. And I had said at the time, I liked it th- there because when he did play a few games 
last season up with Hamilton on that first D pairing, and he played really, really well and kind of really kind of got his game together. He was moved back down with Severson after that, but he really kind of got his game going with Hamilton. He was on the first D pairing in the Philly game with Hamilton. Um, do you guys think that was a split squad kind of thing and we just have to, you know, we're just kind of popping guys in? Or do you think that's something that they're maybe looking into a little bit um, and, and keeping him – keeping Ball up with Hamilton, keeping Hughes with Siegenthaler, and then maybe, I mean, uh, Hughes with Marino, and then like Siegenthaler-Miller. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's think? just popping in because that's how, you know, with Ruff, you know, that's kind of how we do it during the regular season anyway. So it would, it's preseason. It wouldn't surprise me if it was just kind of tossing things together. Yeah. You see a lot of that, right, with this team. Oh, yeah, totally. Defensively, not so much. But, yes, uh, forward General, lines, absolutely. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just, i curious if that's something that they're they're really interested I, in at least I'll checking out. I'll tell you out. what. I think that it was just kind of a split squad thing until what Ball did last night. Because from what I'm hearing, uh, he was skating great and Played looked great. fantastic, too. So now it might be more of a, hey, let's, let's check this out again further. But for the depth of the team overall, I can still see the defensive pairings kind of being what we said. Um, but I could see him shifting up and down once in a while, a little, little wrinkle. I really like the idea of ball playing with Hamilton. Um, you know, he's come so we'll far. See how, yeah. My I God. mean, when you go back, I mean, there's another guy that last year really did take a while to find his legs, find his, you know, it just, he was constantly out of position. He was constantly making bad plays and then it just clicked. Um, and he, he picked it up. I mean, he had, and that's the thing about Lindy Ruff. That is, I will give this man a ton of credit for when it comes to the development of these young guys. He lets them make mistakes. He does. He lets them fuck up. Uh, if you're a kid, if you're, you know, a couple of years in, you're still learning. Now, when Damon Severson cost us that game last year with that terrible pass in the offensive zone that got picked off, I don't even remember who we were playing. For some reason, I think it was a flyer game. And it got picked off and they scored like, I think it was overtime or it was like a few seconds left in the game. But anyway, it cost us the game. And he was benched the next night. Lindy Ruff would never do that with a Kevin Ball, like, right. you know, a young guy. He lets them make mistakes. Now, a guy like Severson, yeah, you know better. You, you deserve mm -hmm. to be benched on that. You cost us a game. But if Ball had cost us the game, he wouldn't have been benched. Well, At least I don't kid. think he would yeah. be. You know, where you got a guy like we constantly talk about other coaches. We talk about John Tortorella since we're on the Philadelphia thing, Tortorella doesn't, if you, he doesn't, if you are not giving Tortorella whatever craziness he's asking for, you're not playing. You're not getting ice time. Um, and Lindy Ruff lets these guys make mistakes. And I think it was, I think it's been huge with these guys uh, the last five years, uh, just, you know, seeing how they've grown. And I mean, Jack was, remember Jack his first year? Uh, he oh, looked yeah. like a little kid out there. He's getting pushed around. You saw the, you saw some highlights. You saw some, like, oh, the kid's got some hands. Yeah, he saw some, some little stuff. spurts of, like, Little spurts, but, but can he put it together? And, you know, just just his hard work and everything. And I, I'll tell you, I think his the one aspect of his game that I think is going to go through the roof this year is his face-offs because it's probably the worst part of his game. And they just knowing him, he's probably been working his ass off all summer well, they long. they said he the has. They said he put a lot well, of extra work in the face-offs, yeah. and it was paying off last night. I'll tell you, I'm so excited to watch this team. But we do have to just do a little shout-out to football real quick because we're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. $5 any of this week's epic games and you can walk away an instant wiener. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. Oh no, they're not. 
They, you can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. All right, ready? Hang on. I got to do the disclaimers. I got to take a deep breath. Just Get death. myself ready. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. You know, I don't know what half of the stuff I just said means. Dude, you sound like the micro machine guy. I swear to God, every time you do that, that's all <laughs> that's I right. fucking hear. It's just becoming machine. muscle memory just, now. He's going to start spitting I just, that Yeah, out. I just try and do it as quickly as possible. Bones, and but, harmony. But I don't know what it means. Like, on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. Like, what is that? There it is. I don't understand what they have to do with DraftKings or betting on football. I just don't understand. Somebody, uh, They're the please, ones that break it, your legs if you don't pay the debt. Oh, is that it? That's <laughs> it. That, that's really, it's not It's not a legal sport. It's, just, it's just a fucking mobster <laughs> book that we're reading. So that's why you should bet with Paulie. Paulie will break your fucking legs if you don't win the bet. Um, That's right. Anyway, I just uh, – I don't know what any of that stuff means. But uh, So any other thoughts or ideas or anything for this week coming up? We got the Rangers on Oh, we on got Thursday. Bill coming on, man, Saturday. From, That's right. Uh, Let's uh, you know give a little shout-out to Bill from the um, – trap podcast awesome. uh he's going to be hopping on with us on saturday so we'll be able to talk some shit with him that'll whenever be whenever i hear the trap uh, the first uh when i first heard this show i mean when i heard bill i said this is the kind of dude you smoke a joint with like it just seems like chill that's the first thing i thought of when i heard his show it'd be cool to have him on i know he's you know he's excited to be on so he was in europe a couple of weeks ago you should have got together with him I think he was in Croatia. It was funny because I was looking at like uh, all the downloads and stuff, and they, there's a spot where they could tell you all the countries, right? And I'm like, somebody downloaded us in Croatia, and then I heard that Bill was down there. I'm like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, it's gonna say, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It's been a long time coming trying to get get us all together. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. He's from our our area. Grew up, uh, you know, real close to us. Huge Devil fan. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, do you guys want to do an Immaculate Grid? Oh, no. Uh, you no. feeling up to it? Uh, you're not you feeling know. it? Told you're you I got to prep to it. Yeah, I got to – my brain is not working. Can we Tony, Google? Tony, this is what you're good at. No. Um, not the... This is what no. you're good at. So no. let's just give it a try. No. All right? The first one is give me a player that played for both the Dallas Stars and the New York Islanders. Dallas Stars – New York Island. I'm probably wrong. I want to say Dallas Drake, but I don't know. The name sounds like it would make too much sense. Let me see here. Well, Dallas Drake, uh, we know he played for, I think, Dallas, right? Detroit. I don't know if he played for the Islanders. Detroit, let me see. I'm going to um, here. I'm probably wrong here, everybody. Come on. There's got to be somebody, Dallas and Islanders. No, he's Winnipeg, De- Winnipeg, Detroit, and St. Louis. It's Drake. All right. So what about Islanders Capitals? Islanders Capitals. Chris Simon. 
Chris Simon might be. At the... Not with the Islanders, I don't think. He wasn't? No. Uh, let me see. I think. All right. Well, why don't we go to the easy ones first? Give me a Dallas star that had 50-plus assists in a season. Of Mike Madonna. Mike Madonna. Wow, you gotta go. It's better when you get the like the less Rare popular people. ones. You get better points. So, I mean, I'll, I'll put Mike Madonna in, but yeah, I'm just saying, Mike Madonna. Okay, how about a Capital with 50 plus assists in a season? A Capital. Let's go, Peter yeah. Bondra. Bondra. Let's, Let's go, go with Bondra. Yeah, I like Bondra, that. Yeah. I like that. All right. How about a? Um, oh, what happened here? Bondra wasn't right. Bondra didn't do it. Really? Really? That's a little surprising. Uh, how about Winnipeg? Fifty how plus about, assists uh, in a season. Marcus Johansson. Uh, for what? Dallas for uh, Washington. Washington. I don't know if I can put another one in. I can't. Oh, okay, you're screwed. Oh, maybe what's I can. The, what's the, what's yes. the next one now? What do you want, Marcus Johansson? Give it a try. Picture him. All right, that's wrong too, Tone. You got anybody else? We only have six guesses left, and you gave us <laughs> Go two ahead, Bobby. Ones. Swing us. Swing us something. So, yeah. so we just put Alex Ovechkin in for the 50 <laughs> assists? No, you said it has to be someone that's kind of like – Yeah, I know, but we got two of them points. wrong, so yeah. at least we'll get Ovechkin in there. How about okay, a Winnipeg yeah, player that has 50-plus assists? Solani. I guess that's too like easy, that. right? That's it doesn't matter. We're not doing so good right now. Yeah. That's wrong too? Timo Solani never had four – 50-plus assists? There's no way, dude. That shit's fucked up you got there. Let me see here. I don't know. It says he hasn't never gotten it. So we're not doing good at all with this. Uh, I got to stop trying to cheat and start listening to you guys so I can actually try to answer one. <laughs> all right, Bobby, give me an Islander <laughs> Give me an Islander and a star. Just randomly? Well, a player that played for both. Oh, that's right. Uh, Islander and star. I got to go back to Google now. I wonder if we can use uh, Wait, Minnesota North Stars. Islander Star. Or we just have to stay with Dallas. This I don't is, know. There's no way. I'm so bad at this. So, dude, like, there's yeah. no way. It's just it's a Tony game. Wait, wait. you said what? Now, what, what 50 the plus Solani, the assists. Yeah. Oh, you know, because he had, you see here. 50 Jets. plus assists no. in a season. He didn't yeah, do he it. Had 50, yes, he did. He had 56 assists in 92-93, it says, with the Jets. <laughs> Okay, but let me ask you a question, and I don't know if this is true, but could they possibly Jeez. be only looking at the Atlanta Thrasher slash Winnipeg Jets and not the Jets before they moved and oh, came back? Do you know what I mean? Like, are they a new team? So I'm going to stop playing this Bobby, because i got to find I, those things out Bobby, first. look up Team Mussolini and see what it says for YouTube. Make sure it's, it's should be – like, there's no way. You know, my Salami. There's no way. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like if you did this in football and it was a Cleveland Brown one, can you go back to before they That's moved what I was to Baltimore? Too, yeah. Like, or would that just be that's part of Baltimore now? You know, so I don't know if if because maybe they're only going by the newer Jets that were what Atlanta, right? And didn't it say Peter Bonja never had 50 assists? Didn't, didn't we say that too? Let me see this. Yeah. In Washington, for Washington, though. So here's the article about Corey Schneider um, retiring. So 37, played in 410 games with the Devils, Canucks, and the Islanders, posted a 171, 159, and 58 record with a 2.43 goals against average and a .918 save percentage in 410 games. Not bad numbers. Just should have been, uh, should have been playing a lot more. 
And he did say, quote, New Jersey was a great place for my family and I. My kids were both born there. I had some great teammates. It was a terrific place to play. Current Devil Star Jack Hughes stayed with my family during the 1920 season after he was drafted number one overall. And I remember realizing he was actually closer in age to my son at the time than he was to me, his teammate. I'm at peace with it. I'll miss my teammates and the intensity of playing, but it's the right time for me. And among Devil goalies, Schneider ranks second in games played with 311 um, saves, 8,023, and shutout 17, and third in wins with 115. He trails Marty Brodeur, whom he split goalie reps with toward the end of his career in each category. And he was the Canucks' 26th overall draft selection in the 24 NHL draft. So, you know, big old props to Corey Schneider. We'll miss you, buddy. And you and you know, Peter Bondra never had 50 assists. Well, he the had, Immaculate Grid told us that, Tony. Yeah. You don't he believe 48, the grid. 48 assists was the most he had. I just thought Peter Bondra had more than that for some reason. So, you know, I guess more not. Goals. What are you guys uh, expecting years. from this uh, this Ranger game on Thursday night? Is this going to be a – fights. A su- that's yeah. what I'm asking. You think it's going to be some physicality? Yeah, you think there's going to be Ball some will fights? get in a fight. That's my prediction. That's who? Why. Ball, Ball will get in a fight. Who, who will you fight? You fight last year, Goudreau. Oh, is isn't uh, Mika Zibanejad hurt? He is. Yeah, Vasilevsky this... got hurt today. A lot yesterday, I think. Also, who did Vasilevsky? I think. Really? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Well, then Tampa's done. If if, if Vasilevsky's out for any kind of time, they're done. But what did did we know any prognosis on Mika Zibanejad? No. I just sprained neck practice. from carrying all that stupid hair around. Hey, man. What? Mika Zibanejad's got the worst set of worst hair ever. Uh, I'm sorry. He looks like a damn idiot. Uh, I don't like him. No, I don't know. There's a guy on the Phillies. Um, I forget his name, but he's got long hair down, and it looks – it's completely greasy and ratty. And whatever it is, like, he does it on purpose. Like, a couple times during the game, he goes in and he puts this crap in it to make it look like that. I don't know if he doesn't like it, like flapping around. On is him, he a I, pitcher, you said? No, he's an outfielder. Oh, okay. I can't remember his name because I don't care. I can't even stand looking at the uniforms. It, so somebody is so disturbing. vain that they have to make sure that their hair underneath their hat looks that good during a baseball no, game. No, it's not that it looks good. It's the opposite. It literally makes it look like rat hair. Like it's it's goopy and it just That's looks like, like it has That's kind of like Zabanajad's hair. Yeah, it's disgusting. I don't understand the concept. What kind of hair do you like, Bobby? Did he happen to wear number 33? I don't have bad hair days. Uh, Adam Graves, Ryan Graves did have uh, terrible hair, hair as well, man. but I think Bobby liked it. He had hockey so, hair. Do the we kid's know... got hockey hair now. He's got the Jack Hughes. When we go out, when we go on the ice, he puts his helmet on, and he takes the back of his hair. It's not a mullet yet, right? But it's getting right. there. And he just he goes like this and just pulls it out. He's like, i got to pull out my Jack Hughes hair. Oh, boy. Yager yeah. had the ultimate mullet. Yager, yeah, that I mean, was back bad. When he was especially with the pens, man. So Mika Zibanejad left Sunday's intra-team scrimmage with an undisclosed upper body injury and did not return for the remainder of practice. Um, the team spokesman for the Rangers classified the club's number one center as day-to-day, while head coach Peter Labellette could not offer more any more details as the injury had just occurred when he spoke to reporters because in hockey, you let everybody know what the injuries are anyway. Like, come on. It's the upper body. That's what they said. So that's it. So he missed just one regular season game over the last three years, uh, and it was not due to injury. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully he'll play on Thursday um, and see how that goes. But day-to-day, Mika Zibanejad. 
Uh, another team that's just getting up there. Have they played yet? Um, preseason Rangers? No, I think they play tonight. Tonight, they do right? Yeah, Islanders. Islanders, yeah. I got to check. You know, that though, one out. I will yeah. say, as much as I I hate the Rangers, can't stand them. Don't think they're, you know, just overrated. But I never forget the Rangers. Like you know, even though this year I'm thinking Carolina, uh, but in the back of my head, I always have an eye on that team just because the Rangers. You just don't know. I you think know. with Sisterkin, I think it's going to be a, a statement game. I think it is going to be an early statement game for both teams. I think they're probably going to field a few extra players um, of more regulars. That'd be my gut because I think they both want to win this game. Well, I'll tell you, I think the Rangers definitely do. I mean, they got to get that, you know, do game they still seven have Jimmy out Yeah, yeah. I like. I actually liked Jimmy VC when he was a devil. I was kind of – I did like I, him as a player. I had a, a buddy of mine. I probably shouldn't say this, but he uh, – he knows VZ and, and this is what he's told me that VZ when he played with the devs and then back with the Rangers that VZ loves a little bit of the cocaine. And uh, yeah, he is kind of into that a little bit. He's like, bro, that dude fucking does so much Coke. It's not even fun. I'm like, Oh, whatever. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, I kind of like him better. You know, yeah, like, I was That's like, what VZ, I I he, was a, he was a hard working player with the devs. Yes, you know, he, was. he was there. For- and- this is how fucking bad the Devils were the year that he was with us. Like, he was one of our best players. Like, when Jimmy Vesey yeah. is one of your best players, your team's fucking bad. I We've mean, had that, that for a just... few years. Those That was that time period where those guys, like, and I, I like Jordan uh, Tutu, and I like those guys, but, like, they were our, that was our kind of star, I guess you would say, right? So, that was our... yeah. You remember these guys that we brought in, you know, you'd, we'd get like one free agent a year that was like a middling dude. That couldn't get a contract dude. somewhere else. Or, right. I mean, I'll even put like was a, a star, but now isn't quite like Mike yeah. Camilleri. Or, or like Blake like, Coleman. I liked Camilleri. I and, liked and Camilleri Coleman, too. No. That, that hurt who, with Blake Coleman. Who out of all those, not if no one footworks out, then you'll be very happy with it. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, out of those kind of group of guys, is there anyone that you would say, I want them on my team now, this Blake year? Coleman. And this yeah, devil, yeah, you're going to go Blake Coleman? Blake Coleman. I yeah, loved Blake him. Coleman. I thought he was a hard-soul type of guy. Blake I, Coleman I fits a Mercer and them guys. I think I could picture, like, he's totally I agree. Like a devil, you know. But if mine is between Blake Coleman and um, Patty Maroon. I think I would oh, go back no. with Patty Maroon. Plus, if you got Patty Maroon, you might win a cup just because he's on your team. So Yeah, That's it right. just follows him. I mean, three in a row, right? He won yeah. three cups in a row and made it to four finals in a row. Where's he at? Minnesota now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, I think the Minnesota Wild are going to be very surprising to a lot of people out in the West this year. I really do. I think that they are a pretty decently put together team of hardworking guys. And uh, I think that they they can win those low scoring close games. They know how to win 2-1, 3-2. And I just, I think they can upset a lot of people. I and mean, people aren't really talking about them. They're talking about, you know, the Dallas, the LA's, the Colorado's, uh, the Vegas. I think watch out for Winnipeg. Colorado. I mean, uh, not Winnipeg, fucking Minnesota. I really think Colorado's going to be tough this year. I, I saw some, uh, I was watching something with them the other day on one of these channels and they have a good team. And they were good already, right? They were good, obviously, two seasons ago. Last year, they kind of had some issues, but well, last I think Miles Woods. Yeah. I think Miles Woods going to be great there. You know, I, I think under the right circumstances, yeah, he's a good La- great plug-in. Last year it was injuries, and uh, you know Seattle took him. Still took seven games to beat him. Uh, I think that you know two years ago we talked about it a little bit on the last show that might have been one of the best Stanley Cup teams in the last 10 or 12 years that I've ever seen. I mean, they were just, they weren't just beating people in the playoffs, man. They were kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Uh, it really had a feel from the start 
like that they can win it. And it wasn't yeah. just I'm following what everybody's saying. Like it really was like a gut feeling. Like this team just looks like they're going to be the last one standing. You know, there's a lot, quite a few teams out West, you know, that you can see in the end, right? Vegas, you, you can't count them out. I mean, they won it all. Colorado, Dallas looks really good. Um, if I think Seattle's going to step back a little bit. I know I said that already. See, but I don't know about that. That's going to be interesting to see. I, I don't know. I hope not. I really do. Not I hope guaranteed, they can kinda... it, but I could picture them kind of come to reality a little bit. You think that they played a little bit about over their skis last year? A little bit, say? yeah. You I thought they were so? winning. They were winning games sometimes that they shouldn't have, but they were a good team. Don't get me wrong. I, I have no disrespect towards them. Um, I didn't but I see just enough. Picture them settling back a little bit. I didn't see enough of them in the regular season to really make that um, – Jesus, sorry um, – to make that uh, connection. But in the playoffs, I thought they were very good. I watched all, all their games, mm-hmm. and I thought they were really rock solid in the playoffs. But, I mean, it is possible. There are a lot of really good teams there. Um, you know, again, if goaltending in L.A. holds up, watch out. The Kings are really deep, um, and, and they're pretty good. I don't know if their goaltending is going to hold up. And then you got some wild cards, you know. Is Winnipeg really cooked if they don't get rid of Hollabuck and they keep Shifley? Or is Calgary done? Um, I don't think so. Is Minnesota going to make a push? And I think when it comes to the East, is there like to me? It's it's really a three team race. It's it's the Devils, it's the Canes, and the Leafs. I don't really see anyone else that can come out. I mean, I said that last year too, and look what Florida did, but yeah, I mean, it's always a, yeah, we, remember there's always yes, one surprise. We team. always there's have always one. Yeah. But I'm just saying that I just, I don't see too much. Uh, again, all things staying healthy, all teams staying healthy. Uh, I'm real curious to see what Toronto does this year. I, I, I mean, they're one of those teams. See, I feel like, you know, that Col- Col- uh, Carolina and New Jersey are going to be, Really good. You know they're going to win a ton of games. They're going to be a really good regular season team. And Toronto should. But Toronto's always that team that you just never know. I mean, they can just be chasing it the whole friggin' year. Um, So I I don't know what to expect from Toronto. I I do expect them to be very good, but I'm not – I wouldn't put money on it. To me, the two teams – Boston, right? You get fucking knocked out before you know it. It's like Boston had – I mean, who thought – if they like, who thought Boston was going to go down like that? I mean, it's just so weird hockey playoffs. Not only that, nobody thought they were going to go down like that. Nobody thought they were going to have the season that they had, which is yeah. even crazier. You know, I mean, it, how? So that's the record, right? One hundred and thirty-five points or whatever, right? Ridiculous. Do you think that record gets broken anytime soon, or is this a record that is not going to be broken for 10, 15, 20 years? I mean, given the parity of the league, it wasn't ever supposed to happen like that to begin with to get that many points. So I, I don't see it getting broken for a very long time. It's going to be one of those where yeah. it's, it's, it's a couple decades. So you think it's never going to happen and then it happens, but we, we probably won't be alive to care. I mean, it, it's <laughs> we'll crazy dead. when you stop and think we'll about. <laughs> yeah. It's depressing. We're yeah, more than we're halfway there. Now I'm fucking <laughs> depressed. <laughs> There's more days behind us than in front of us. We got to hurry up and get Um, those Stanley Cups. (laughs) Well, I told you guys, this is, think about when the last time the Devils were good, right? For those Cups. This is our last run, boys. 20 years, man. Yeah. 20 years. We'll be fucking. One of us or two of us may not be around in 20 years. We were totally different people. (laughs) Pushing 70 and talking about the Cups that we won 20 years ago. Well, they got to win them. But even Boston, you stop and look at this, right? They're fucking 135 points and we I, i'm the biggest one saying i don't know where boston fits in this year i don't know where they go and then you know i have to stop and say even if they lost 25 points 
they're still a 110 point team. Yeah. You know, uh, and 25 points is a lot to lose. Yeah, um, sure is. But I just still, in, 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 unless they sure something up in the middle, I just, I'm not buying Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle as your top two centers and not in this league. I just, I can't see it. I don't think they're going to be, I think, like I said, they're going to be able to score, you know, guys like Pasternak and Marshawn and they have good defense and they have good goalie, but that's the other question mark. Linus Olmark was always okay. Last year he was outstanding. Does he yes. come down to earth a little bit? You know, uh, Boston can't afford to have any of those things happen, you know, or else they're just I think they're they're not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, there's too many young teams coming in that I'm so excited to watch. I'm so excited to watch Ottawa this year. I'm so excited to watch Buffalo this year. Good. I do, too. I do, too. Um, a question mark there. Corpus Allo. Uh I don't know what to make of him. I, I everything I saw on Corpus Allo, and I never didn't watch him a lot. Right. I liked him. But Columbus dumped him. And then the Kings dump him. Why is everyone dumping this dude? Why is he not a number one yeah. to some of these guys? That's the thing that I'm kind of curious it's about. It's got to be a reason, I think. It's, yeah, it is you know. weird, right? Because you, you got you think, nah, I can't. The talent's there. But when you see this kind of trend, there is usually something behind that. And uh, do you think like D'Angelo, that- right? D'Angelo can't stay on a team. You know, he's like, I think he went to say, was he St. Louis, the Rangers? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah I, I think he's but, asked to, to, why do these guys, on some reason, they can't stay on these teams? Is Cam Talbot better than Corpus Allo? I don't, I don't think so, but yet Los Angeles is running with Cam Talbot this year. Uh, so I don't know what to make of Corpus Allo. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to be really good, and I'm really excited to watch them uh, this season. And there's a lot of teams out west that I'm really excited to see. Um, I'm just hoping that this team can keep doing what they're doing right now, man. This is awesome to see, these so, first two games. I'm trying to find this list that just came out today from ESPN. And it was, I forget what they did, but they put together a list of the best team in hockey over the next three years. Okay. And they looked at, I guess, a whole bunch of situations. They looked at, like, the team now, the prospect pool, and all that. So there's some certain teams that you think might be one of the legit contenders that weren't that high on the list because they got nothing in reserve. Um, anyway, I can't seem to find it, but they had yours truly ranked as number one projection over the next three years just solid through and through team prospects everything followed by carolina and after that i forget the list i just saw those two um but it was a pretty interesting projection because again this is not a situation where we're all in with nothing left in the tank we're all in with prospects galore yeah we have so many options and you know what i just i know we can't speak to the minor leagues yet but if you all recall what happened in 95 when we won the cup and our AHL affiliate won the Calder Cup. Yeah. Sure, we're good for about 15 years after that. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's important. I, look, they're deep. They're loaded, all four lines. Uh, there's no reason that, like, last year, yeah, I, I get it. Everyone talks about it. It took everybody by surprise and this and that. That window last year was kicked open. I think that this team this year is such a different team, and not just with the players and the new players, like we talked, the adding around the edges and some new guys in there. I just think the whole mental makeup of this team. Agreed. I think the belief that they're one of the best teams in the league right now is coursing through that the whole locker room. I think last year it was, Hey, this is a lot of fun and you know, let's just keep doing it and see where this thing goes. It's infectious because when you got Jesper Bratz saying that in the locker room, this is, you know what we've, we've earned this. This is what we want to be. Right. Um, 
But yeah, it's just great. You're right. There's something about the makeup of this team now. They want to go out and prove it. And how it's many times do you see in any sport, all right? And we'll just we'll wrap it up after this. But in any sport, when a team goes into, quote, unquote, rebuild, right? And they tear everything down to the fucking studs. And then they rebuild however the GM decides to do it, whether it's through a draft, whether it's through free agency, whether it's whatever. It doesn't work a lot. Teams get better. But sometimes if you fuck up that rebuild, you'll set this team, you'll set your franchise back. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You're right, though. (laughs) You'll set your franchise back 10 years. Now, Ray Sherrill started it. Fitzgerald came in. But they had, especially Tom Fitzgerald, had a legitimate plan in place. That plan doesn't work. These players don't pan out, uh, the guys that he got. We're not talking about this team at all as being a contender. But how often do you see it just not work? And there's not. it's so exciting when you can see a team. And I go back to like the Dallas Cowboys in the early 90s with Jimmy Johnson, right? When they just started building players. You had a young Troy Aikman won one game. You know, Emmett Smith was on that team. They weren't, weren't very good, but you saw potential. And you were like, if they could just put it together, they'd be great. And they did. And they won three Super Bowls. And I see this team is doing the same thing. I think that, that con- like you said, the confidence, the fact that they've earned it, they've been through this shit. Every major dude on this team has been on really shitty devil teams. We and they don't. Deion Sanders now to, you know, throw what Deion was that? Sanders. We should throw Deion Sanders on the team somehow. I, I will take Deion Sanders. He's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. We've referenced on this show several times the parallels between like the Penguins turning around and the Blackhawks turning around, each with their multiple cup runs, um, and each set up in a very similar way with your two stud forwards that are different a little bit, except for maybe Crosby and Malcolm. They're a little more close than, you know, a Thames and Kane kind of situation or or Nico and Jack. But just having that kind of dynamic duo, having the people on the back end, um, going through the tough years and really stocking up all that talent um there is a blueprint there and it's worked before it doesn't you know it's going to be hard if you know five years from now we don't have any cups to show for it because it is still freaking hard to win the goddamn cup sure is Uh, nearly impossible when you talk about all the other how good some of these teams are but man i've never seen anything like this work out the way it has like you mentioned to, to every pick every trade it all seemed to work out and and just bring us to this point with with still more behind us yeah and, and yeah, who knows if they're going to win cups, if they, you know, how many, if any, uh, we don't know. But what I can bet money on and pretty much guarantee is that we are going to have really fun seasons to watch. We're going to be in the playoffs pretty much every year from here on out. It's to save that spot for New Jersey because you know they're going to be there. Um, and, you know, go on some deep, fun runs, whether or not they end in a cup. I don't know. Um, you know, I think we'll have a better idea of really this team as far as playoff ready after this season. Wherever it ends, we'll say, okay, if they make it to a conference final, they make it to a cup final, and they don't win it, you'll know. You know, they have a lot more work to do, like we thought last year. You know, we got done. Hey, it was a great year. But you had to be realist when you got done with that Carolina series and say they're nowhere near ready to compete at that level. Um, I think that this team is, I think they learned a lot. You know, we talked a little bit about it last year. Was it enough to get to that next, to take it up to that next level? Um, and I'm just going by the, the few practices, uh, the one, there's one preseason night and the quotes from the locker room and the interviews with the guys, they're ready. 
Like there is not, they want to, they expect to be there at the end. They want to be there at the end. Last year, it wasn't like that. It was, let's just try and string together good habits. Let's try and make sure that we're, you know, not beating ourselves and all, everything else will fall into place. Now it's just go out there. and There were so many people on the team, the kids that grew up, you know, as they were getting better, always doing that. Okay. This is the year we take the step forward. That, that, that whole core is still there. And that whole core is saying, all right. Done with that. It's win now. And yeah. then you supplant with some of those other trades and foley's and stuff like that. And that's how championship teams are made. So that's it. Fantastic. That's it. Fun. And uh, on that note, we uh, tone anything you, you want to add? Sa- you guys know what Saturday is, right? Uh, the 30th. Get ready to hit your applause button. You ready? It's the Uncle Pucker's 100th episode. This Thursday will be 99 if you guys do one. And then it will Saturday be. will be a hundred. You're right. Sounds like a perfect segue to season two. Saturday and uh, well, I was going to start season two at uh, the first game of yeah, it's about- the year and just go uh, do our seasons in conjunction with the hockey season. But episode one hundred is pretty big. That's awesome. That we actually did, and maybe you know somebody will actually start listening to us, and that would be even better. But until then. <laughs> So real quick, wherever you get your podcast, um, please, five-star review, give us a positive uh, take, anything, um, download, like, share, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are actually going to have this up on video uh, tonight. This will be the first time you get to see three of our four faces. By the way, I didn't even introduce. We're the Uncle Puckers, Bobby, Tony, <laughs> Chris. Dan's not here tonight. Uh, we will be back on Thursday after the Ranger game to do another show. Uh, that game is on MSG, so we will definitely be able to sit down, go over our takes on that, and uh, talk about what we saw then. Um, and that's about it. You guys have anything that you want to add? Just good, ah, man. Yeah. All right. We'll see All you when we well see you. Later, bitches.